This portion of the show is brought to you by FreshRoofOfNorthernArizona.com. Don't replace, rejuvenate, and save up to 90%. More info at FreshRoofOfNAZ.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, uh, let's talk more about the... um, New proposed Flagstaff Hospital may be coming to the Flagstaff area. I, I do have from Flagstaff Community First, uh, Mike Martinell, who is actually also a former Northern Arizona Healthcare board member. Mike, how are you doing today? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, this is a, this is a big one. As you pulled up here to um, to the studio, you may have seen it. Some of my neighbors have signs out there. I, I, you drove, I think you probably drove by. Yes on 480 and a no on 480 within like just two or three houses. Yes, hopefully those neighbors get along. <laughs> Actually, the neighbor put the sign out there and she comes over to me. She's like, I hope you don't mind my sign. I was like, you put up whatever you want. I don't even have a, you know, I'm bringing you in and, and people who are for this to try to get a get a bearing. And a lot of my listeners and, and viewers have been like, I'm not sure how to go on this one, quite frankly. So I guess, Mike, let's start off with, you're with Flagstaff Community first. And Flagstaff Community First actually referred this to the the ballot, right? Um, because the council had they voted on a rezone, and any time a council does something, the ultimate, I guess, um, discretion or whatever of of the citizens of the of the city, they can actually go and say, "Hey, we don't agree with that decision. We're going to get signatures and put this thing on there." Right. And that's that's what you did. That's, well, that, that, that's that's part of what that group did. Maybe to back up just a little sure. bit, Jeff. Yeah. Um, this this whole um, proposal went through planning and zoning. So the planning and zoning commission actually had a whole raft of hearings from from the hospital on this, and eventually they actually voted down. They voted no on moving this ahead. That was their recommendation to the city council, and that was the PNC. The yeah, PNC. Okay. Yeah, planning and zoning, and so then the city council started their hearings. And they went through probably two, three, four different meetings. I don't know if you went to any of those, but some of them ended close to yeah, midnight. I, I wish I could say that I went to them, yeah. but I haven't been to a council they meeting were since I left the council. <laughs> they, they were interesting. And then yeah. uh, the city approved it. And I think there's a, a group of people that felt passionate enough about this that we needed to do something to put this before the voters. And so having a recent example down in Tempe, uh, relative to the hockey team down there and the the stadium that they want to oh, put that's in right. Tempe, yeah, uh, we kind of tried to follow that same model and gathered enough signatures over the summer to have this referred to the ballot in November. And then, of course, you know, in that interim period of time after the signatures were certified, the hospital came out and then challenged challenged uh, the the validity, actually, the validity of the wording of that. Okay. Referendum, and we had to go through court twice with two two wins on the side of Flagstaff Community First, and now that's now it's on the ballot. So, so they tried to get it. They boot, tried booted off. Yeah, the, they did off the ballot. Yeah, they did. Um, Which yeah. that that, was, that surprised a lot of people, honestly, for at least from the people that I talked to. Okay, so they approved this thing. I guess let's step back here real quick. I mean, what what's describe kind of the and you were you're not on the board anymore, but you Correct. were on the board. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't that long ago, till 2020, 2019, I think you said. I started in September of 2019, and I ended my um, uh, time on the board in May of this year. So okay, so, okay. Almost so four years. Very, yeah, very almost recent. Um, so why don't you talk about, and I, 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 you know, what's up there right now and 
what the facility's like, I guess. And because the, the other side is saying, Hey, we, we need a new big facility. And this is an interesting issue because first of all, and I, I tell everyone, um, it's not just a Flagstaff thing because this hospital does serve a big area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it serves a big chunk of Northern Arizona. Is it, is it the case that it's, this hospital where you're going down to Phoenix kind of thing for certain uh, trauma and things like that? It kind of depends upon what part of Northern Arizona people are living in. Okay. Um, in some situations, you know, there's arguments about what is the real service area, but if you, if you just for a minute say it's Northern Arizona, some places Las Vegas is closer. Some places Albuquerque would be actually closer. Um, when you look at a map of the hospital systems in Northern Arizona, there are about 12 hospitals in Northern Arizona. So uh, FMC is not the only facility up in northern Arizona serving that entire population. Now, I will say that, especially from the northeast part of the state, they do get a fairly large, significant uh, patient pull from that area. Okay. Um, but it's not the only hospital that's in, that's in northern Arizona. Okay. In the publicity and all that, and people who have talked – for this rezone, and I guess we should even step back a little further. This current hospital is north of downtown. Correct. sits up on the hill. Basically, it's been there. It's been there for a long time. They've added different branches or different um, sections over the years. Right. Um, I, I remember when that Sky Bridge wasn't there. I, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, that. So it's it's definitely changed over over time. Their claim is that they just. While there's quite a bit of land up there, there's not the they don't have the land. It's you know through downtown, and they can't add on anymore. Like it can't like you know they have to knock the existing buildings down to I guess build something taller. Um, your experience on that? I mean, is is that seem like it's the case? Or? You know, Jeff, I walked away from this going if you if your intent is to build a brand new hospital. Mm-hmm then yeah, you probably have the issues, some of the issues that the hospital is talking about, if that's what your intent is. But unlike what, not unlike, but like most hospitals that do uh, in-place refurbishments, they're not tearing down old suites and, and then adding new suites. Okay, there's I think hospitals today, if they've got to expand services, they figure out a way to do it on site without having to tear down facilities and, and have that desperate that kind of disruption that FMC has been or NAH has been talking about. Um, and so if there's a problem, for example, and we've heard this a lot about the ER and the ER wait times, then leadership should deal with the, the emergency room. And what do we need to do to fix the issues that are going on there? Some of them may be, some of the answers may be related to building a new facility, but I would say probably more than likely it's staff issues and personnel issues that have to be addressed before we deal with having to add or take away from, from facilities. So if, if NAH is approaching this in a way that says we want that, that picture that we keep seeing, that's going to be out at Fort Tuthill, we want one of those at the top of the top of hospital Hill, then yeah, they're going to have problems. But if they try and look at the areas that they're having problems in that they're trying to address, I think there's solutions that they just haven't explored well, and they don't want to explore. One of the things, okay, the, 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 the place where they're proposing to build this is just south of Flagstaff, uh, the, kind of near the Fort Tudhill area. Right. Uh, I believe it's just shy of 200 total acres, although the rezone request was for a portion of that, 80 acres or something like something that, like that yeah. off the top of my head. Um, 
And they wanted to rezone that because I think it was zoned for rural residential, like single family houses with a little bit more land. Right. So you're right. kind of going from more of a rural residential setting to, I think it's called community commercial, if memory serves, mm-hmm. serves me right, mm-hmm. um, which allows commercial use, mixed use, I would imagine, denser, right. denser right. use. So what they went to the council for was the rezone. And what what's interesting is, because we talk about private property rights all the time on the show, but everybody's property has a, a zoning mm-hmm. in there. Sometimes there's two. Sometimes there's some stacked on top of each other, believe right. it or not. And when... In Arizona, you can't you, you can't impose a, a zoning um, restriction or whatever on an existing property owner that wasn't there. There's actually been a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. However, in a case where you're going for a rezone, that's where it opens it up, and that's when the council, like you said, P and Z, and then council ultimately has the authority, and then I guess ultimately the people of Flagstaff right. has the authority. In, in right. this case, the council can change the zoning and vote on it. In this ca- in this case, they voted I think six to nothing. There must have been one. One member, yeah, Councilman Aslan was not okay. not there for the last, and vote. he's been a pretty staunch, I believe, opponent. Opponent, yes. In um, fact, there's I, a video out that okay. If those folks who are undecided should take a look at it because he brings up some really great points. Okay, about and, about and, the whole concept of the village that NAH wants to. Okay, build yeah, and that's what they're calling this. They're calling it Northern Arizona Healthcare. NAH is calling this a health and wellness village. Correct, and. The part that went to the rezone for the council that they approved was like for the 80 acres and it's for what they're calling phase one, which is what I was told. And let me know if you've heard different, the actual hospital core, I guess the building and the medical facilities. Is that okay? So it's the hospital and what they call their medical office buildings. Okay. So kind of a outpatient uh, service building where you would have doctor offices, things like that. So that's what, what NAH has characterized as phase one. But from the beginning, from the very beginning, this has always been the intent of being a healthcare village. That's what NAH has tried to put forward. So hospital and, and, and the medical office building would be first, followed by this very large retail housing development that the hospital would be um, putting forward in, into the into the Down into the that line. area. Yeah. yeah, and this was a phase two was commercial. It could be office, strip mall. It could be apartments. It's, it could be it could be anything really. And I talked right. to them about that, and I think you listened to that interview sure. as well. And they were saying, "Well, we're going to have somebody else do all that." But I think that the question, because the question I had for them was, "Are you taking your eye off the ball? You know, your medical facility, and then mm-hmm. you're all of a sudden getting into kind of the property development side of this." And they were like, "Well, we're going to have somebody else do that, and you know, that's that's way down the road." But you have, and your group has concerns about. What is that phase two, I think, right? Well, you know, the NAH has already said that they've submitted the paperwork to the city to get the, the that phase two portion of the land rezoned appropriately. And so, yeah, they've, they've characterized to the community that they would partner. They said they would partner with somebody and let somebody else figure out what the development is. But NAH is going to have a very strong say as to what goes into that facility. And they are going to participate from a financial perspective on the downside revenues that are going to come from either the sale or lease of that land. And so, you know, kind of by default, yeah, they're going to start to get into um, land development. And honestly, one of the, one of the areas that I think I had as a board concern I had as a board member is, you know, we're a hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're not land developers. We should be worried about the hospital and making sure that we're delivering 
the right kind of care to folks. And branching off into something else um, was way beyond the expertise of anybody within the system. Here's the, um, and, and I've had this discussion with regular guest hosts here on my show. Um, had this discussion with my wife, Angela, as well. I've had multiple people that usually think uh, kind of along the same lines as, as philosophies and, you know, property rights and this and that, all coming out on different ends of this as mm-hmm. far as yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I keep going back to is how is any of, like their operation side, because that's what's kind of come into the light, I guess, with this rezoning question. Um, why is why does that matter to the voters of Flagstaff? I guess why is that? Because now it's about their operations. It's and I asked the the, the, the pro people, the hospital people, about this too. Uh, how should or why should the people of Flagstaff, I guess, be deciding? Hey, we want to do this rezone or don't want to do this rezone, but we have questions about like the hospital operations, I guess is what I'm getting right. at. You know, NAH I think has, has mischaracterized in a lot of ways, the reasons behind why they want this, why, why they think they need this, this new hospital. And when you look at some of those reasons, you know, they talk about, Oh, you know, we, we we're turning away four to 5,000 people a year. Okay. People are having to go to Phoenix or Las Vegas or New Mexico for care. Um, or the facilities are too old and we can't, we can't build on those facilities. Every, every one of the answers that I've heard from NAH related to that, there's there's a bit of a spin or there's part of the story that's not being told to folks, okay? Um, a, a great example yeah, is give this, me one the, of those. A great example is we're full. In fact, there was a, 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 a an article in the, in the Daily Sun by Dave Cheney, who is the new CEO, and he said, you know, we've been turning away four to 5,000 people. People are having to drive to these different areas because we're full. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. what the article said. Well, that's just not true. When you look at the numbers that they have to, re- what NAH has to report to the Arizona Depart- Department of Health Services, their occupancy rates, and they, these are measured on an annual basis, these are required reporting by hospitals have ranged for the last three years between 53 and 68 percent so they're not filling the beds mm-hmm. all right and it's only been recently probably within the last week that we started to hear well they're trying to manage the ratios the ratios being nurses to patients okay okay which and, and yeah that makes sense if you want to try and run a quality hospital but then why is it that you need a hospital because it's the reasons uh, about people are having to leave because we don't have space is not going to get fixed by a new hospital. If you have the same, same philosophy and same shortages, having a new hospital is not going to fix that problem. Let's sit on that a little more. I got to take a quick break and any comments I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. Well, about a year ago, Angela and I did a refinance with Kim Dawson at Nova home loans. Let me tell you, Kim did a great job. Kim's the girl who gets it done here in Northern Arizona when it comes to financing. If you're looking at buying a new home, if you're looking at refinancing, cash out refinance, investment properties, second homes, you know, vacation homes, even off-grid properties. Here's the thing that I like about Nova Home Loans. It's the largest privately owned mortgage lender in the state. Now, Nova makes local decisions like a bank. And because they're also a broker, Kim Dawson has access to all the best programs. Move your offer to the front of the line with Kim Dawson's pre-approval letter. It's like the next best thing to have in cash in hand. Now, if you mention a Jeff Horvitz show when you call and when you get to closing, 
You're going to get $250 off the lender's fee. Great deal right there. Call Kim Dawson right now at Nova Home Loans, 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458. We'll go to Nova Home Loans slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, I want you to remember to always call Diamond Auto Glass first. This is where Angela and I take our vehicles to get the windshield repaired and if needed, and we've needed to do this a couple of times, get the windshield replaced. Once you get a windshield replaced at Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff, it's you got lifetime chip repair. No appointment necessary. Most chip repairs take 10 to 15 minutes. Always remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. talking with uh, Mike Martinell, who's with Flagstaff Community First. He's also a former Northern Arizona Healthcare board member. Uh, Flagstaff Community First is opposing, um, it's called, what is it, Prop 480? Prop 480. 480. I I know this is a very Flagstaff-specific issue uh, as far as for the voters, because you're the only ones that, people who live in the city limits of Flagstaff are the only ones that that are going to get to vote on this, but it does impact a lot of people in the area. Um, and, and communities around throughout northern Arizona. But you brought up something, Mike, before we went to break that I thought was interesting because the thing that I have heard is we've got shortages. I hear this from everybody, shortages of oh, yeah. labor. Absolutely. Uh, you, you hear it no matter what business, what mm-hmm. industry you're in. But I particularly hear we've got shortage of nurses. Um, I read an article recently that Arizona is expecting like 2,000, top of my head, 2,000 being short 2,000 when it comes to doctors by like 2030. So one of the questions I've had about this whole process and just the whole expansion of the hospital is uh, if we're having trouble now, and I'll get your take on this, what does that look like with a much larger facility going forward uh, unless the labor problems just resolve themselves over the next couple of years because that's how long this is going to take. Exactly, and I think that's the point of of many of the members of the of the Flagstaff Community First Group is that if if we're not full now, then don't characterize to the community. Don't tell the community that you're turning people away because that's that's not the case. You might be turning people away because you're not staffing appropriately or the relationships that you have with your operational folks is not where it's supposed to be. The frontline workers are, are underpaid, overworked. They can't buy a house in Flagstaff. All the things that we keep hearing in lots of parallel industries about Flagstaff, certainly I think the healthcare workers are are, are at the forefront of, of having to deal with those kinds of things. So those are the things that I think, that's how all this operational activity comes into the discussion, is that it's more than just a zoning issue. It's, it's, a, it's an issue around characterization and telling the truth to the people of Flagstaff, and it, and it folds into, well, then what's really the problem? How do we fix the problem? Putting another facility, a brand-new facility, 
not sure exactly how much bigger it's really going to be when you get down to the number of rooms that they're going to have. Um, how is that going to really help the, the the issue of people having to go to Phoenix or or, or Las Vegas? One of the things, Mike, that um, <clears throat> the people um, in support of of the rezone Prop 480, they're saying, "Hey, well, we don't have the space." Like a lot of hospitals, the standard now is 2,000 square feet per patient or something like that. Um, and NAH or the current facility in, in Flagstaff at least is like 1,000. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, it's not just about because beds have come up. Oh, we need right. to add more beds and this doesn't add as many beds as, you know, we were led to believe. Right. Um, but they're saying, well, we need a certain amount of space. The industry standards nowadays is much different. You can't even have, uh, you know, like the divided rooms, there's two, two, two per room in some cases. That, that's what they were telling me. And like new standards, when you build a new hospital, they're saying they don't even allow that at this point. It has to be single occupancy. Yeah, Jeff, let me back up a little bit. Because okay. this is the part that of characterization that I think NAH is doing a disservice to the community. In their own um, application to the city for this whole project, there's a big write-up about what is NAH, and they go through much of the detail of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. One of the things they characterize is that they've got like 29 rooms in the hospital that are designated for double occupancy. Well, that's 58 beds. Okay. And 58 beds, they only about 25% of their bed capacity is related to double beds. And if they wanted to do that, if they really cared, if that was really the number one issue that they wanted to deal with, they could make those single room beds now. All right. There's a very small percentage. Because you're saying they're not even filling the, yeah, the they're capacity. Not even, they're not even filling the hospital. If they wanted to make those single-room beds, they could do that and not affect their capacity or ability to bring patients in. There's other things that I think that people are, are, are concerned about. I think something that at least I've realized, you know, double-checking some of the figures and numbers, mm-hmm. their population growth um, figures that they put out for Flagstaff and Coconino County and the whole part of northern Arizona seems to be way optimistic than what some of the other economic studies are coming out. There was a study that was put out by Econa. I don't know if you are familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Economic, economic collaboration. collaboration of northern mm-hmm. Arizona. They just put out a, a economic study for northern Arizona last month. And between 2010 and 2012, Coconino County, not just Flagstaff, but Coconino County – has grown less than 1% per year. Oh, wow. Okay. And when you, you know, and so they've got their projections that go out to 2030, as does, you know, the number, whatever numbers NAH came up with in the, in the presentations that they gave to the city. When you get out to 2030, NAH's population numbers for just Coconino County are 70,000 higher than what this latest economic report says. When you get out to 2040, it's over 120,000 higher than what the this latest economic report says. So when you continue to inflate the population that's going to be in northern Arizona, you can easily paint a picture to to people that we're going to be um, we're overcrowded and we're not going to be able to support that. But if they were to use something that's more realistic in their in their future projections, I'd love to see what that would tell you about the capacity. Yeah, where we're going to be at. Okay, um, let's do this because I want to hit on. I think something that's from my times remembering back to being on council when you're looking at zoning issues, um, some of the core issues that they always told me to look at was the infrastructure, 
Um, you know, is there taxpayer costs involved and stuff like this? Um, because we're talking a lot about the business model and all that. And I think that's where this gets, it's an interesting topic. I mean, just going to the voters with this because we're kind of blurring zoning and, and the, the business operations. Right, right. So let's switch to the kind of the zoning and the, the infrastructure and all that when we come back. And if you got comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Okay, I got a way for you to save some money and get your tile cleaned, your carpets cleaned, fabrics on your couches, your vehicles, all of that uh, from our good friends at ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Uh, it is it's pretty tough to clean that tile, and you don't really think about it, but the grime builds up on that tile, especially as you're mopping it and cleaning it and this and that. And those grout joints... They're a nightmare. Ask Angela. Once a year, she has this adventure where she cleans those grout joints by hand. And I'm like, oh, man, we should have just got like black tile grout, right? Well, look, ZeroResNorthernArizona.com give you some extra savings this month. And everybody can use a little extra savings. Everybody could use their floors to be, you know, nice and clean. $15 off on any service. So 15 bucks off on any of of uh, ZeroResNorthernArizona.com's great services. Use promo code FALL15. That's all capital F-A-L-L, FALL, the number 15. Promo code FALL15 when you go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Get $15 off when you're doing that uh, tile, the vinyl, that those that the stone that you have on your floor, and carpets, of course, uh, throughout your home, and like I said, the fabrics as well. Again, go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com, enter promo code FALL15, or give them a call at 928-378-8888. That's 928-378-8888. All right, uh, Just Wireless, go there to get your phone repaired. I mean, great for the environment, first of all. You're not throwing out those old smartphones, plus great for your for your bottom line because these phones cost quite a bit of money. And Just Wireless will repair your smartphone so you don't have to get rid of it. You can keep that going for a lot longer. Also, they have a great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless. Stop on by there. Get a great new-to-you refurbished phone. Just Wireless right there where I-17 comes into Flagstaff on Milton Avenue, kind of by that Cold Stone Creamery. And um, that Denny's and just wireless az.com as well. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Insurance Agency in Flagstaff. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. We're talking with Mike Martinell. He's with Flagstaff Community First, talking about the proposed hospital uh, for Flagstaff voters. You're talking about Prop 480. But for really so many people around the region, um, you're talking about a hospital that many of you have used over the years. Um, and they're proposing building a big new place just south of Flagstaff on, well, right now I think we're, we're at like 80 acres, but really it's like a 200-acre area by Fort Tuthill, rezoning it from residential to commercial. Um, and that area there, there's a road that goes by, what, what is that, 89? It's 89. 89, yeah. Yeah, it heads, it heads towards Sedona. Sedona. Right. Um, that road from, like, let's say the Walmart to where Fort Tuthill is, where you have, you know, 90 roundabouts that get you dizzy. Um, <laughs> s- single lane each way. Right. No shoulder. Right. 
I, we, we drive it from time to time, especially when we go out to like the fair and we're like, oh man, this is, this is a train wreck right now. I would assume, and you know what they say about assuming that there's going to have to be some kind of road structs changes there. Is that part of the deal? Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So, um, part of what, what, uh, what NAH had to sign off on was any road improvements that that they that would be needed mm-hmm. it would be on their dime. At the beginning of the summer, um, NAH had applied for a grant from the federal government that I think it's a, some kind of a matching grant where they were going to get the funds to be able to actually widen that road. So it, it had been estimated that widening that road, and I think this is in the public records, was something to the tune of $45 million, $50 million. Oh, I believe it, yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't get the grant. Oh. So now that goes to the NAH ledger side. And they're trying to stick really close to the budget that they've been talking about for $865 million. Well, the fact that we didn't get that grant just added $45 million to that budget. So where does that go? Does that mean now that we're well over $900 million plus plus inflation? Or is there something about the project that's going to get cut? See, nobody's talking about those kinds of so of those kinds of details. And so do we wind up with something actually less than what everybody's expecting if this actually happens? To is pass? it defined in the reason that went through council as far as it has to be, you know, four lanes and I think, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, all that should be laid. There out, was a, there was a traffic study that was okay. done. Unfortunately, it wasn't done during heavy peak times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what goes on at the fair. I understand the traffic this year at the going in and out of the fair was, was pretty horrendous for people. It's a busy road in general. Though. Yeah. I mean, people going to Sedona. Backing up on the, yeah, yeah. So it it's, was, it was tough, but yeah, but yeah, it's, you know, um, there was a traffic study and two lanes on each way. As, as I understand, there's also been some debate about an underpass under I-17 that mm-hmm. basically dumps off into the area over by the airport, Ponderosa trails area. So there's, I think there's some debate about the timing of when that should be, but that's another thing that's, going to be on the on the ledger well, side to me on NAH. a zoning request and any kind of big development side that's that's an important question is where's the traffic going to go and all that it sounds like it was addressed but it does sound like there are questions about how much does it cost well, you know, the, and, and all that the one area that that probably comes up more than anything is yeah so this traffic study was done but it wasn't done at peak times okay when there are events going on at fort Tuthill. so what's that really gonna mean to now that you have you know, thousands of cars going out there once they get a full development built with yeah. this health village. And then at certain times, um, you know, I'm traveling 17 a lot. You look at I-17, for example, on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. It is stacked up. Yeah, People going, rushing back down to Phoenix, I, mm-hmm. I would presume. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, timing is a big thing. You know, something else that came up, Mike, that I was kind of surprised about, and I haven't read the development agreement or anything like that, Flagstaff, and I can tell you this because when I was on the council, it was a very sensitive issue on building height. Right. And, man, we got into battles over, I believe they were six or seven-story student housing projects, mm-hmm. like in downtown Flagstaff, and mm-hmm. it was oof, it was heated. And I was a little surprised to learn when I interviewed um, the hospital folks on this issue that the, there was a waiver put in for 160 feet. Does that sound? That's uh, about right. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. Because that's, so I was like, okay, that's 16 stories because I'm figuring, okay, 10 feet per story. And they were like, okay, no, it's really seven stories because I guess it's hospital stories is what I learned. I don't know any of this I stuff. mean, they're running oxygen lines. Yeah, it's taller. The, yeah. It's all, but in, in general terms of what people understand though, 
it's approximately a 16 story right. building and you're coming in off of um, I-17 and you're coming into flag. That'll be quite, I mean, what's, what's Purina? Purina is one of the taller buildings in flag. Yeah, um, and then, and then I think the NAU uh, dorms, there built in like the sixties or seventies or something. I think those are like 10 or something stories. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is significantly taller than anything, I guess that's currently in the city of right. Flagstaff, right. has right. is that an issue for Flagstaff community first for people you've been talking to? Is because I haven't really actually heard much of that mentioned too much. You know, the, yeah, there's all sorts. Of, I think of of aesthetic and environmental issues that folks have with with the proposed new building. Obviously, the the height is one of those restrictions. You know, the ability to enjoy the view of the peaks is going to be in some way, shape, or form you know, inhibited by some of the folks that live around that area. Uh, there's environmental sustainability questions. You know, NAH um, has said that they need to have, or they're, they're going to build the facility with certain kinds of standards relative to uh, sustainability and carbon footprint, uh, but it's not at the highest standards, and, and some of the people are saying not at the highest standards of what other what other systems are building their hospitals to. And this all becomes a conflict because within the city of Flagstaff, city of Flagstaff has, you know, made these proclamations relative to trying to be um, environmentally uh, friendly and carbon neutral by what, 2030 or 2035. So there's something that's actually been passed as a, as like a goal for the city of Flagstaff and the hospital's not getting there. There's, there's not going to be a contribution. In fact, when you look at, Whatever becomes of, if they were to build it, whatever becomes of the old hospital area, plus the emissions from the new hospital, actual emission loads in northern Arizona will go up because you now have two gigantic facilities that are emitting things. Even though the new hospital would be less, it's still not it's still not carbon neutral. Is the counter to that 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 area is going to get developed with a bunch of single family houses? At some point, anyway. Maybe, maybe I mean, not. Yeah. yeah. What's What's the hospital? And I asked this question. I mean, what What do you think happens to the current facility? Because obviously, uh, I can't remember the acreage. It was It was sizable, not as big it as is. this one. Um, in north of downtown Flight. I mean, that's that's a chunk of change sitting there. So I imagine I would imagine it gets sold off, redeveloped, or something. What happens to that? So, you know, NAH has come back and said that they're part. They would partner with you know the city and the county to, you know, develop or, or I guess to hold hearings and find out what people want to do with this, with this particular area. Mm-hmm. Would it be housing? Would it be um, senior living places? Would it be educational areas? You know, I, I think those are things that to be determined in the future. I think where people have the biggest angst about that is we're walking into this, not knowing what's going to happen, what that commitment's really going to be. And that's where people don't feel comfortable with, Moving ahead, some people don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable moving ahead if they don't know what's going to happen with the with the old facility. And there's no commitment from NAH to uh, tell us what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's uh, I mean, it's, obviously, it has to be redeveloped. I mean, yeah, I, it's, I it's would imagine an existing hospital is not. Uh, I don't know if it's easily retro is retrofitable a word. I mean, ret- you're going to retrofit something like that. I imagine that it gets the wrecking ball. I, I'm, gu- I'm guessing that there, I, there could be some industries that you could move in there and probably do it without um, a lot of a lot of refurbishment. But yeah, I'm guessing you're probably right. 
Um, here's what I want to do, Mike. I, I, I got to take a quick break. We're kind of tight on time. Um, I want you to share some upcoming events, things like that, some, sure. some final thoughts. Because what, I, what I'm going to do is I want to carry you over a little bit longer into our podcast so everyone can go to talkwithjeff.com you know, after, after our break here in a few minutes and um, listen some more and hear some more uh, information on this. And any comments you got, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, don't replace your old roof before you talk to Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. I've had to replace a lot of roofs over time, and I wish I knew about this system. Uh, You may be able to save up to 90% off the cost of a new asphalt shingle roof. And these things have gotten quite expensive, these new roofs. This is an exclusive treatment that restores and protects shingle flexibility, grit retention, adds wind, hail, and fire resistance. And it's guaranteed for at least extending the life of your existing roof for up to six years. Why don't you do this? Why don't you call Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona? Uh, Dave's also a home inspector, uh, so he can give you, he's an experienced home inspector, I may add, so he can also give you a free roof inspection and an estimate. Give him a call at 928-301-9404. That's 928-301-9404. Or go to freshroofofnaz.com. Markets are a very, very tricky thing. And that's why I've really leaned on and, and, you know, I've been bringing him on this program for many years. And that's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. He's done a great job for my family. Look, I don't tell you how to invest or who to invest with, of course, but I tell you, educate yourself. And a great way to start is to call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. Get a free complimentary consultation. Talk about your portfolio, your individual situation. See if you guys are a right fit together. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. 928-225-2474. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, Mike Martinell is with us, Flagstaff Community First member. He's a former NH, NAH board member talking about the hospital. Um, we're just about out of time here um, for everybody out there in FM land, um, but I am going to carry it over into the podcast with some more questions for Mike, and um, I, I think that uh, you all want to hear this because it's this a pretty big issue, especially for Northern Arizona and especially for Flagstaff folks, but uh, you got a lot of info at FlagstaffCommunityFirst.org. Is this a newer Group, this group, this group came, yeah, came as a result. Is this of, the hospital? Is yep. this as a result this of that? This is as a result okay. specifically of, of of the council passing this. Okay, ordinance. there are some upcoming kind of Q and A or public meetings. Yeah, there's a I couple guess. of public meetings next week. Uh, one of them is going to be virtual. One of them, I think, is going to be um, uh, on uh, in person. Uh, I think the one in person is going to be at the library. I believe next Tuesday. Okay, Let me just real quick look. I think it's next Tuesday. What I can do is uh, you get me that and I'll put it in the podcast yeah, and the show that. notes for everybody. I'll do that. Um, and then FlagstaffCommunityFirst.org has info, FlagstaffCommunityFirst.org. Um, but, Mike, this is coming up pretty quick. Um, ballots go out here. In, next week. Is it next week? Okay, so second week of October. Um, 
And then we have with our mail-in ballot system, you got what, four or five weeks before they right. do that first uh, first November, first Tuesday first of, Tuesday of, of November. November. Yeah. It's an all mail-in ballot. Right. What's interesting about this, and I, let me get your take on this uh, before we check out here for the hour. Were you upset that it was number twenty? <laughs> Actually, no. Did you, you know? I wasn't. I wasn't no. Okay. I, I would have. I would have wanted it either in the beginning or at the end. At the end, okay. But not buried in the middle. Okay. I mean, I because it's, uh, you know, you're voting yes or no on the on the rezone. It's pretty simple. But the ballot is not simple because no, I've never seen, and we're going to try to discuss this next week or two, I have never seen so many things on a mail-in ballot that has to do with city charter stuff. Yes. I don't know who came up with that, but I would never put that much. A lot of wording changes. Oh, that are, man. That that's a whole nother. Prepositions. That's a whole nother couple hours of programming there, folks. The but, other thing, just, just to remind folks, um, it's only city of Flagstaff residents yes. that can vote on this, even yeah. though there's lots of outlying communities and people. Oh, that I hear you in Doney Park that. and Kachina and everybody yeah. always gets frustrated because they, yeah. they don't have a say, but they have their businesses in town or they work in town right. or, so it's or whatever. So city of Flagstaff residents only. Yeah. Okay. So, um, those are coming out. Keep an eye on your mailbox for that. Final thoughts though, on, on this whole thing here, you know, this is, this is a big deal. Um, this is, this is probably one of the biggest projects that city of Flagstaff has had, at least in the 30 years that I've been, around here and it it matters you're, you're talking about a gigantic investment for the you know for the region and so i think people really need to take a look at something around do we is this something that is needed are the is the information that we're being told correct is it is it really there for you know the population and the growth of the population or are there other ulterior motives that that are kind of overriding and are lurking the shadows and it's a big deal, and I, I encourage everybody, if, you've, if you're registered to vote and you get that ballot, please turn it in because it really does matter. Okay. Oh, the, the last thing I want to say is no matter what happens um, in November, make sure that everybody supports our health care givers in this town. They're, they're shorthanded, they're overworked, yeah. um, and they need our support no matter what happens here. Absolutely. All right, Mike, stick around. Um, a few more questions for you on the podcast. Sure. So everybody can go to talkwithjeff.com. Uh, look up the Jeff Overtron, your favorite podcast provider on your smartphones, wherever. Uh, video on Rumble, video on YouTube as well. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And as always, always uh, want your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, Mike Martinell's uh, still here with us, uh, Flagstaff Community First, and we're talking about the, the hospital, uh, flagstaffcommunityfirst.org. A lot of info there, and I think some upcoming events as well. Um, you know, a question came up from a listener about previous plans uh, to, apparently there's maybe a pot of money that was available for just remodeling uh, the current hospital. Right. Um, have you heard of that? And oh, is, yeah. is that, I mean, is that off the table, or is that money pushed to the side of the building side, I guess. Actually, some of the items in that plan, so that that's what people are referring to as the new era strategic plan. Mm-hmm. That was a plan that was developed, I would say, probably a year before I joined the board. In fact, um, Jeff, is one of the first documents that I received as a board member to say, hey, this is, the, this is the charter that we've got. This is kind of the strategic plan that the hospital has um, going forward. And there have already been things off of that plan that have been completed. And one of the things that that surprises me again, it's a it's a world of, of dichotomies. You know, the hospital says they cannot um, 
make any changes to the facilities that they've got. It's too old. It's too, it's too, whatever. Too complicated. It's yeah. too whatever. But it's interesting. There was a line item in that plan and it's, and again, I'm not speaking confidentially about anything. This, this is information that's all in a public domain now, but they have completed and opened last year what they commonly refer to as the hybrid operating room. So it's a brand new state of the art operating room that was part of that plan that, that we're referring to that they actually completed on site. So they, they did exactly what they said they can't do. Mm. They also have line items for the Verde Valley Medical Center and the medical office building down there of refurbishing that. And that's something that got completed probably within the last two or three years. But last year they completed this new OR and it has really brought a new level of technology and expertise to Flagstaff. People who, you know, have problems with heart valves no longer need to go oh, to Phoenix. Phoenix okay. They can have them done up here. So it, that, that is something that is a, is a, is a feather in the cap of the leaders of, of, of NAH to actually build that. But they've also proven that they can build in place and improve in place and improve the quality and service level to the people of Flagstaff without spending over $900 million. Uh, the advertisements I've heard, I uh, believe radio ads, I've gotten quite a few mailers. I think I have a stack behind me, actually. I start saving all this stuff mm-hmm. during political season. It's kind of sick, actually, when you start <laughs> collecting that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, um, I brought this up to the hospital folks, and I, I said it's pretty like negative painting ads that I've heard um, where it's – you know, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this now. And um, maternity side of things, there's some very, um, you know, heartbreaking types of commercials that are running. And I, I asked them this, I said, hey, it kind of paints a picture of like, you're not there, you don't have the service and can't provide the service now. And I said, well, what happens if this fails? Aren't you worried that you've kind of run a campaign that right. now points it in a negative light and people are like, should I go to Flagstaff or should I drive to Phoenix? That's kind of how I felt when I, I haven't quite ever seen an ads run like this where kind of almost painting operations in a negative light mm-hmm. or maybe not operations is fair, but the facility. Right. And you're like, well, what if this does fail? Where are we at? Have you, have you gotten that kind of feeling from some of the stuff that's out there or is it, or is it just me? It's possible. No, no, it's no. I, I've heard, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that same okay. comment from, from others about, you know, the fact that, it appears from the advertisement that care is not that great at Flagstaff Medical Center. And so they actually need, you know, this new facility to help upgrade the, the, the care that's given to um, patients. One thing I think all the listeners need to understand is that Flagstaff Medical Center has one of the highest quality ratings in the state, mm-hmm. um, as, as does Flat, uh, Verde Valley Medical Center. And so, in spite of all the things that they're trying to portray to the to the group, what I characterize as being disingenuous with the people in Flagstaff, they've they've earned, and they and they deserve to celebrate this that they have one of the highest quality grades um, in the state, in and the, and, in the state, and that's yeah. what they told me too. Remembering back yeah. to my interview, and and I'm not trying to paint it that way. It was just kind of the feeling, I, yeah. and maybe that's more of politics of running a campaign right mm-hmm. and that's the fit when i heard it and i've seen i've been around a lot of campaigns over the years i'm like oh this is the picture that's being painted but they were awarded and are very highly rated i will say personally um i have been there multiple we've had two of our three kids there great everything went great 
Um, I've had to visit the emergency room a few times with those same kids that have done dumb right. things, <laughs> right? you know, uh, but I've also done dumb things and I've had to go to Verde Valley there, stepping on a rusty nail, this and that. And I've always had a great, as great of an experience as you can have in a hospital, right? right. I mean, you're there under some pretty rough circumstances usually. So th- that's not been my experience, but I do, I did worry about it being kind of painted that way. And then people are like, what's going on? You know, the, the, on one hand, they want everybody to think that this is just a zoning question. But on the other side, they're playing to the emotions of the voters mm-hmm. by putting forward things like that. As I understand, I haven't seen the ad, but they've got a picture of an overcrowded uh, emergency room. And they've ta- they talked about, you know, how bad that is. Well, that that's not even the emergency room in Flagstaff Medical Okay, so. that is the ad you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll try to yeah, impose yeah. it here for you. So it's, yeah. it's not even, that's not... That's not, it's, it comes it. to politics, everybody, yeah. you know, and I, I've seen politics this. and emotions. In, yeah. In yeah. I, I, I get that. A listener asked me this question, what happens? And I failed to ask this of, of, uh, NAH when they were on, that's just the nature of this game. Sorry. So you get the question and I don't know if you know the answer. What happens? What happens if this fails? Just business as usual in the current hospital or is there plans? Have you heard of plans? Do it somewhere else? So as far there, as building. So I don't know if you um, attended that um, NAH no, I don't conference. No, I don't get out much. That they, it wasn't a <laughs> conference. It was an in-person meeting at the Murdoch Center to try and answer questions. Yeah. And I think what, I didn't go to it either. But what was related to me is that uh, Dave Cheney has said, I think, at that meeting and maybe – Who's in, that? He's their CEO. Okay. The new you. CEO. Yeah. Okay. Has said that um, if this fails, that his he's, he's devoted, he's going to get and find – better facilities for Flagstaff. I don't know what that means. Mm. I don't know if that, you know, let's dust off the plans that we had developed five years ago, or if they're going to look for something someplace else. I don't know what that necessarily means, but it seems like we have his commitment to upgrade the facilities. And I don't think anybody in, in Flagstaff community first is saying that we don't need upgraded facilities. Uh, no one's yeah, saying I don't that. Think, yeah. and, and no one's sitting there saying no one's against, you know, better health care for Northern Arizona. But $900 million, and you're giving us these X number of reasons, yet the data is telling us something very different. You know, yeah, we all want something, but let's let's deal with it in a way that is more strategic and targeted versus this, we need this big, gigantic thing that sits out at Fort Tuthill. All right, Mike. Um, final thoughts again. Second final thoughts here sure. since we went in a little extra time with the podcast. Anything you want to get out there for folks? I'll remind everybody Flagstaff Community First dot org is a place to go for uh, more information but um yeah final thoughts if we missed anything sure there's lots of information as you guys might imagine on social media facebook um the next the next door app has a lot of information i've even seen some of these posts that are out on reddit um you can get some information out there from folks i know flagstaff first has been um they've, they've tried really hard to not make just broad statements that don't have any backing. And so we've tried to find the data that backs up the stories that, that, that we've been telling about it. And it seems like almost every point that NAH talks about, there's a question about what they're saying and what they're doing and, and why they're doing it. And at, at the end of the day, I think everybody's in favor of better health care in, in northern Arizona. What we want leadership up at the hospital to do and their board to do is look at this in a more strategic way. Look at this in a, in a manner that 
looks at the facilities that you've got and let's let's be targeted at where we think we're having problems and let's deal with the, some of those problems if some of those problems are operational in nature then deal with it take care of it so that the city of flagstaff is not looking at this gigantic development and we really don't have a lot to say about what goes on in there all right, Mike, I, I appreciate all the information. Again, FlagstaffCommunityFirst.org. Look for your ballots coming out here uh, second week of October and get those in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it.